150 episodes. Ben, how did how did this happen? I have how no did idea. How, how did I survive 150 episodes with you? I mean, my God. I mean, some weeks I just want to look at you and say, how could you be so rude? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and no, ladies and gentlemen, he's not mimicking uh, Stephanie Tanner from Full House. He's he's referencing uh, the uh, the famous Mick Memphis feud between Jerry Lawler and Mr. McMahon. So, uh, if you thought that um, the Montreal Screwjob was the start of Vince McMahon being a heel, you are uh, you are mistaken. But uh, but that's Mick Memphis, and this is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, and he's Ben. Ben, how are you? I am fantastic. I am freshly napped. I had something to eat, and I am ready and raring to go uh, for this 150th episode. And right on cue, right as I say that, here comes my esteemed co-host, Charlie. So he could not help but join us for our landmark episode. And as as good looking as you are, Elio, I have to say Charlie is much, much cuter. All right, then. I will take your word for it. We have a run-in. Yes. Very good. So I'm, become, I'm becoming famous for those run-ins. <laughs> so how was your week? Um, my my week was kind of uh, hit and miss. You know, we had the uh, we had all the services for the stuff that I told you about. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, of course, that always sucks. But then uh, you know, we had some fun today, so it was just kind of nice to uh, get back into some normalcy. Because um, that was a that was a saga that was a couple years um, long. So. It was just nice to kind of turn the page. Very good. Yeah, um, after Tuesday, uh, my Wednesday went by. Um, Thursday, uh, last night, we had the draft. Uh, and so today we are going to cover, because we already did Raw and Extreme Rules on Tuesday, so we have AEW, SmackDown, Rampage, Which is is also AEW, so we have a double dose of AEW. Double dose of AEW, and then we have Southwest Championship Wrestling, and we will be closing up the show with the Wrestling Roulette segment, which which I have added more songs, because actually I'll explain that when we get to that segment, how I'm doing this. Oh, very good. So uh, sit back and strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you have plenty of refreshments because this is the 150th episode and this is the night you do not want to miss. I guarantee to you. All right, Vince. Shut up. <laughs> I, I do this shit better than Vince does, okay? I can actually book a compelling show. But you say guarantee. That's a big man-ism. No, no. That's a Triple H-ism, if that is such a thing. 
Um, oh, but, so oh, Vince stole from Triple H then. Yes, I I actually believe so because that the, the first time I remember hearing that uh, that slogan, so so to speak, that catchphrase uh, was Triple H. Oh, okay. I always thought it was some Vince that started that. Okay. Well, well, it, it very well could have been. I just, it's just the first guy that I remember is saying that consistently was Triple H. Very good. So, Ben, what do you see? We get into the show and on to AEW Dynamite. Absolutely. All right. So, AEW Dynamite, this is the week after. Uh, Grand Slam and let me just pull up my notes here because I have all the matches written down here so alright um, my, I have my highlights and my lowlights for this show and I have two of two highlights and uh, the rest are really like a lot of lowlights for me okay shoot sure. So for my highlights, I've got Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. Absolutely. That was my number one highlight. As, as a matter of fact, um, I really think I really think they should have uh, had that be the main event for the show. I really do. And number two, Sammy Guevara defeating Miro to become the new TNT champion. Um, I wasn't as impressed with that match as I wanted to be, um, but still, still, it was it was a very good um, it was a very good match. Now, my low points here. I have the Darby Allen, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus Bear Country match. Yeah, that was very randomly put together. Then I had the um, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson match. I like I like Dante Martin, and I, I have to say I got a kick out of the Arn Anderson promo after wow, the wow, match. Yeah, Arn Anderson are planning to kill someone. <laughs> there's a, yeah. there's been a lot of killing this week. First Goldberg's gonna kill Lashley. <laughs> Now Anderson's going to kill Cody Rhodes. What's going on? <laughs> and, and I attended a funeral. Uh, we've had too much death this week. What is going on? But yeah, Arn Anderson was like, you know, the difference between you and me is when you get carjacked, you're like, please don't hurt me. Whereas I pull out my Glock and leave my, your brains splattered all over the pavement. Let, let, me, let me just say... Or the concrete was the let me, word. Let me just say, it, this is 2021, where everyone has to watch what they, what they say, apparently. Yet, we're about, yet we have wrestlers uh, talking about committing murder. <laughs> What's going on? Well, you know what? I, um, I, see, I see what you're saying there, but I, I really do appreciate those elements of, like realism and badassery and not having to hear the word bitch you know five times per episode yeah. of Raw so oh by the way um actually I'm gonna bring this up at the end of the show um a couple of movies very good all right <laughs> and uh the last little light I have is 
Ty Conti and Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Absolutely. You know, um, I say it all all the time. It seems like when we're talking about the women's division, where Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are not involved, um, but outside of of those women and now uh, Ruby Soho. I am thoroughly unimpressed with the AEW women's division. And I trust me, I want to be behind them. I want to um, support it. Um, but women's wrestling as a whole, uh, if you take into account WWE and AEW put together, it's not a good look. I mean, I would say the only re- really solid women's matches that I remember from uh, this year was um, Britt Baker versus um, versus Thunder Rosa and Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair from WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Was- other other yeah. than that, and all this Charlotte Flair shit, can we just stop, please? Uh- now, I have to go back to Cody for a minute. Did you, did you get to see Roads to the Top? No. Oh, okay. Uh, neither did I. Um, I was wondering what, if you'd seen it, uh, if you did uh, what you thought of it. Well, to be honest with you, I, w- I won't watch it. And yeah. It's, it's, nothing, it's, it's nothing against Cody at all. I despise reality tv i just i do yeah. i can't i can't i can't do it well what about the miss on dancing with the stars um well that's another example of i can't do it i you know oh I, yeah yeah you haven't seen that no oh no, okay no. neither have i i just i can't i i don't want to either you know i have yeah. never um i have never seen a single episode of, of the Miz's reality show in full. I just don't care. This is why I don't understand these people that get into get so into Big Brother and all these shows. I don't get it. Like, well, now, I mean, the only one that I can that I can kind of understand, and I'll tell you the story as to why, is Survivor. Now. Prior to several months ago, I I had never really sat down and, and watched Survivor. But um, you know, a, a few months ago, I went over to my buddy's house and I, I spent the night over there because we were recovering from uh, getting from getting uh, too partied out um, at his daughter's birthday party. Um, and um, and so we watched several episodes of Survivor Series on the couch the next day, and um, that was that was compelling. Um, and uh, I, honestly, before that, I could never say that about reality TV. But that was actually um, kind of interesting. Outside of that, I really couldn't care less. You know, I like for example, um, you know, and I know this isn't wrestling related, so I'll make this quick. But the fact that Jersey Shore is still on is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 
I don't understand it. Now there's a spinoff of a dating show that I saw the commercial for the other day. You know, Elio, it's it's much like social media. I, I really don't understand a lot of where this society is going. You know, and I joke around with my parents a lot, and this is this is largely why we keep world events out of this podcast and just stick to wrestling. You know, I, I'm 33 years old, and yet in this society, I feel like an old man because I'm not built for this bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm really not. It's just the way that people treat each other is like fucking disgusting, and and reality TV is a microcosm of that. It's just I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, I just I don't get, I don't get it. Yeah. So basically, you have the same as me for AEW. Uh, I guess so. We can we can move on to SmackDown. Absolutely. Oh boy, what do you have for me? Oh my God! You know, for for such a big um, episode, you know, because the the draft is supposed to be a big deal. You know, Elio, do you remember the early days of the of the draft and like how important those shows were? Yep. Now it just seems like an afterthought, and and you know, I have to tell you. Outside of the fact that they did not have um, fake network executives like they did during the last draft, um, I'd have to say that this is this is the second worst draft I've ever seen because, in my opinion, there were no real um, surprises in terms of who went where or what whatever. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll run down the list. So there were four, um, there were four rounds of the draft that were televised on SmackDown um, b- before further supplementary picks were announced on Talking Smack, which we'll get into. We'll get into the entire list. And, um, you know, the, it just annoyed me because nothing about this was shocking. So, uh, Roman Reigns and Big E were the first picks for their respective brands. No shit. You, you know, it, it, you know it, it, it makes sense, but I really don't understand why world champions are involved in the draft. Because I don't think, I mean, this isn't 2005 SmackDown, but, the, you know, the, the, the whole product is different. And given that situation... I just don't think that world champions should switch brands because I personally think it lessens the impact of the championship. You know, the last, the last, um, the last, like really holy shit moment with the draft, in my opinion, was uh, 2006 with um, with uh, John Cena, but. This year in particular, it was kind of stupid because everybody knew that Roman Reigns wasn't going to be leaving SmackDown, not with the way that he's been booked. Yeah, see, at least they didn't have the Fox representatives in their stupid boardroom with their stupid computers set up. <laughs> Come on, you expect them to believe they really care? Well, well, at least I can give them this. They did not do that this year. So, oh, thank God. So, um, 
But continuing down the list, um, there were only uh, two more picks in round one of the draft. And that so was, hold on, hold on. Are we, are we doing the? Are we going through the drafts first, and then we're doing the highlight of lights? Yes, we'll do that first. Because All right, very it, good, very good. Because the draft is going to take longer. Okay, very good. Um, so Charlotte Flair was the second pick for SmackDown, and Bianca Belair went to Raw. You know she's going to lose the belt to, to Bianca Belair. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, no, I you, you know she'll lose at the at the next uh, pay per view at the end of this month because you can't have two women's champion on the same show. Yeah, well, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. I I personally think they did that in order to tie that storyline into Survivor Series because oh, okay. because I noticed um, that Michael Cole uh, made it clear. Um, that the draft picks um, don't take effect until uh, until three weeks from now. So, which is stupid. Then why would you do the drafts now if they're not going to take effect until after? Well, ex- exactly. But how? But however, I think the reason they did that, even though it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense, um, is because. You know, going into Survivor Series, why would you have, you know, some of your major talent on a team for SmackDown or Raw if they were just going to switch brands shortly thereafter? So I think think that's why they did it. So from that perspective, it made sense. But uh, the timing of the draft is a little bit weird. You know, I think... um, if it were me, I would I would do the draft um, sometime uh, like um, like bef- before um, before the Royal Rumble. Like I would do it in December because I think that would dr- I think that might help uh, drum up interest during what is largely considered a down period. Um, for um for WWE before they get in, really get into the build for um the Royal Rumble, so I think that would help matters. Plus, it would it would make the build to the Royal Rumble even that much more interesting. So um, that's just an idea that I had. Um, but um, but the second round of um the draft kicked off with. Um, Drew McIntyre uh, getting sent over to to SmackDown. It was time, but, but you know, but what really pissed me off is I was happy that Drew McIntyre um, went to SmackDown. But then the first thing they did was have him cut a promo backstage with Angela. It's like, goddamn! <laughs> does this mean does this mean we're still going to get story time with Drew McIntyre? Because if that if that's the case, oh ladies. I'm not interested. If, if I have to hear the same level of stories on SmackDown from Drew McIntyre as we did on Raw, whereas somehow, and don't forget this little nugget, friends, Drew McIntyre, according to his logic, is related to Davy Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, shit, I, I shit you not. Bad, bad. 
Yeah. I graduated. The last time I had history class was in 2004. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to take history class again. Well, neither do I. So please listen to Professor Pierce and not Professor McIntyre. Okay. So, um, and then after Drew McIntyre, we got R.K. Bro, um, staying on, staying on Raw. Big surprise. Well, no shit. Um, Kofi Kingston and Woods got um got drafted to um SmackDown. To SmackDown, absolutely. And then Edge got drafted back to Raw. Oh, wait till we get into the the show itself because I gotta ask you what your thoughts on this. Go on. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, and I know exactly where you're going. I, <laughs> I can't wait to get into that. Let's just go through the names first. Um, and then um, this one really pissed me off because I really think that they're not ready yet. Hit Row. Hit Row is definitely not ready. Did you see yeah. that match on Tuesday was atrocious with Beef having Electro Lopez? Ugh. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch it because I no, uh, no. But I, I, I watched. I'm sorry. That match itself was very bad, and you know how we're always talking about the stupid camera shots that yeah. came. That they they brought that to NXT 2.0 because during that match they were doing all those stupid camera things. Oh my god! It's oh, it's, 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 it's terrible. It's, you know, I I appreciate the fact that they're trying to bring in an edgier um, product for um, NXT 2.0, apparently, because, like, I think it's entirely too colorful. You know, it looks like my three, three-year-old niece drew the logo for... for I, that. You know, I, no, the logo, I can't say, but I, 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 like, I like the book. I like that it's, like, it looks lighter, I guess, because we've had that dark NXT for such a long time. No, but but see, that's where I would have to respectfully disagree with you because, you know, the the darkness of 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 my NXT, because this is not my NXT, goddammit. No, that, um, that, it's not mine either. I'm saying like it's a but, change because. The, but it's not the right change. It's, they're they're changing for the sake of changing. Yeah. If you if you wanted real change for NXT, get them the fuck out of of the uh, CWC. Uh, and now they're not even calling it that; they're calling it the home of NXT. Actually, yeah. actually, you know, you know what it looks like? It looks like a ballroom, well, like where where was banquet halls? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just not interested. So, um, before I go on too deep of a rant here. Um, Rhea and Nikki ASH stay on Raw as if oh. anyone cares. Oh, fuck, that promo was brutal on Monday night. We need oh. matching outfits. How about blue? They call it blue. The only reason that I am willing to Look past that promo because you're exactly right. It was atrocious, um, but they were doing it for pediatric cancer. 
And I'm I'm not I'm not that big of an asshole where I'm going to criticize something where they're putting over um, pediatric cancer. So, um, but then this one really pissed me off because we got we got the debut of the new gimmick. Check this out. So we got Happy Corbin, which uh, which, which we saw several weeks ago. But then yeah. we get introduced to his new cohort. Mad Cat Moss. No, no, she's rich. Riddick Moss is terrible. <laughs> what is this? I don't know, but, but you know, you took the question right out of my mouth. It's 2021, and we have Mad Cat Moss. And don't forget about the next pick for for Monday for Monday. Hold on, Night before Raw. you go on, before you go on, hold on. This is 2021, not 1921. Exactly. So, so not only do we have Mad Cat Moss going over to SmackDown, we have Bearcat Keith Lee, or I'm sorry, Keith Bearcat Lee, maintaining his position on uh, Monday Night Raw to round out. Um, Round three of the WWE draft. Now, round four, because like I said, there were four rounds um, televised. Um, We get Naomi on SmackDown, much to Sonya Deville's chagrin. For some reason, I find that storyline interesting. I'm still trying to figure out why. um, Because we're going to get a Sonya Deville-Naomi match, I'm sure. But I'm 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 still trying to figure out what started the feud between Sonya Deville and, and Naomi. I don't even know. I want. I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Because I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the sake of this podcast, I do watch SmackDown rather closely. I have to admit, sometimes I fall asleep during Monday Night Raw um, because you know I'm just I'm not a miracle worker. Sometimes sometimes things happen. And Raw is just so incredibly fucking pitiful, I can't help. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. So um, round four gets finished up with Jeff Hardy getting drafted over to uh, SmackDown and Austin Austin Theory becoming the second Austin up. Theory. Let me tell you this. What do you think about Austin Theory? I think he has talent. I think obviously he got derailed when he was in when he was named in the speaking out movement. But um, but, but but he was already on he was already on Raw and they sent him back to NXT. Well, that's because they couldn't afford to put him back on TV after after all that. Um, after oh, so all, that's around that time of that whole speaking out thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, that makes sense. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I've never really been a fan of Austin Theory. Maybe, uh, maybe I, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him time and see what he does. Yeah, because I really, I, I'm willing to give him plenty of time because I really do think he has significant potential. Um. So then we have the the supplemental picks that were announced. Okay, yes, I want to hear this. Talking smack. Um, okay, well, SmackDown got the short end of the stick on this one, I can assure you, Uh-oh. because 
because um, SmackDown got Tony Storm, which well, she was already on the brand. They've done nothing with her. It's disgusting. No, apparently, uh, isn't she with the Nakamura and uh, Rick Boogs now or something? Or was that must have been some picture they just took like that? Well, I don't, th- I don't think she's with them yet. Okay, just probably some picture they took together. Go on. Um, and then there's Aaliyah. Yummy. Your your girl finally got called up after what six years in NXT. Holy jeez! Like, come on, give this girl a chance, man. Seriously, you know how long she's been in NXT? Yeah. I I don't know why what what her problem was. Why they keep making her lose match after match after match? Like, what is it? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, anyway. She's a yummy Canadian, so I'll give I'll give you credit for that one. You you Canadians did wonderful with Aaliyah and uh, Renee and Renee Paquette. <laughs> John, John Moxley, you lucky bastard. That's all I can tell you. She, uh, she is a. Uh, I, I in all in all seriousness, I'm not trying to be disgusting. I'm, I'm just. Renee Young is very beautiful, and she has a wonderful personality. And I, I love her. Sh- I love her show. Have you ever listened to her show? Or her podcast? Yeah. No, I, I'm. Not, I should check that out because I know there have been some guests on there that I really want to hear. Um. Yeah. Like she, she is fantastic at her at what she does. Like it, it's it's a very good show. Well, I'm gonna add something to that. There were, there is okay. This is where wrestling meets pop culture. Okay. Yeah. I used to play this game called HQ Words. Okay, where like you can, you have like twelve rounds, and you have to unscramble the words, and you win money if you make it through all twelve rounds. Okay. Right. And the host of the show was the hosts of the show's name is Anna Roisman. And she has this podcast, which I can't come up. I can't think of the name offhand, but she had Renee Young as her guest on there. Yeah, I um, you know, I, I it's a shame that um, Renee Young's stint as a commentator on Raw didn't pan out for her. Um, you know, that, and I'm not blaming her at all. That that's a very difficult job to step into, especially when they made such a big deal out of it and really put the um, spotlight on her, perhaps unfairly, with pushing it so hard that she was the first uh, lead female commentator on Monday Night Raw. Um, but um, but having said that, I j- I find her work to be very enjoyable. So um, all right, Ben. Yeah. So the podcast is called Unemployed with Anna Roisman, and she had Renee Young on on her show. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. So that's what it's called. It's called Unemployed with yeah, Anna Roisman. Um, I'll, send, the, I'll send you the link. Yeah, after the show, send me the link for sure. Yeah. Um, and then um, so we have Tony Storm, Aaliyah, Mace, Drew Gulak, and um, Masama Ali and Mansoor um, getting drafted to SmackDown. Oh, thank- sorry, move- oh, okay, so they're still together as a team. Yeah, but thank God Mason T-Bar got broken up. Uh, okay. I couldn't stand that tag team. Now, now that Mason T-Bar are broken up, can, can we please 
I, I beg of you. I, I am launching an official request for this to take place. I, I had to mail it to a WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Can Don, can Dominic Dijakovic please come back? Please. Ben, please. have you heard about uh, Slapjack? Oh, my God. Why? I'm in such a good mood. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, what you, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm in such a good mood. It's a historic episode, and you have to bring up Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> what the fuck? What? No, I just heard about this. I'm not, what, what's going on? Did, did, they actually, did they actually appear on, on TV? No, he's not on TV yet, but but he was in a dark he was in a dark match. I swear to God, I would prefer I, I would prefer not to see him at all. <laughs> he's I, terrible. I, I swear to God, he came out looking like Crocodile Dundee. He's a Chippendales dancer. I mean, it's just... oh no no no. Going back to the draft, back to the draft, back to the draft. Don't kill him. We're not gonna kill him. Back to the draft. Let's go. Yes. So, oh, well, I had to kill the move slightly because Nia Jax is still on Raw. She's still employed by WWE. I hate to bring down the mood. Um, Dewdrop is still on Raw. Oh, Yay. God. You know, I, I really enjoy Piper Nevin, but oh, yeah. my God, this Dewdrop thing needs to oh, die. Oh, she, she was good. And they see some of the matches she had that... She had a crazy Fox Count Anywhere match with the Kaylee Ray. That match was insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They went all the way to the backstage area. They were, you know, uh, those uh, the trunks that that they have the equipment in. Yeah. They 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 had they went from the ring all the way backstage into that room where they had all those trunks. I don't know. I think uh, either Kaylee Ray or Piper Niven did a dive from the top of the the trunk. Oh Lord, that's impressive. And, that, and that, that's how they ended the show. They got one, two, three, and the show ended. Oh God. Yeah, it was crazy. If you if you find that match, you should really check it out. Absolutely. And um, and then of course we have Selena Vega. She's over on Raw now. At least she's separated from Carmella because I was yeah. nervous. I was nervous that they were gonna do a um fucking uh, program between Carmella and Selena Vega and I just, I'm not I'm interested. Sure we'll talk about next one. Um, and then we have John Morrison staying on Raw. Reggie and the 24-7 championship. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Did I make that clear enough? Um, we got Drake Maverick. Um, the, the guy I don't who, care. The guy who once pissed his pants prior to Survivor Series on an episode of SmackDown. I don't care. There was an entire interview about that this week, courtesy of Drake Maverick. I really didn't appreciate that. Oh, Jesus. Um, the, the aforementioned T-Bag, a.k.a. T-Bar. <laughs> um, we really need to get rid of that gimmick. That is just terrible. Speaking of terrible ninjas, um, T- Tazawa has finally Go Ninja Go Ninja gone 
from uh, from my brain until he was he was announced that he was staying on Raw. Oh, just uh, stop! How, stop! How does he still have a job? But that's I don't know. Um, and then we have um, we have Apollo Cruz and his uh, captain Az- Commander Aziz. Aziz. What, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, can we please know? I just, you know, hopefully, hopefully night two on Monday Night Raw will be slightly better. But knowing Monday Night Raw, it, it's just, it, it's not going to improve. God, it's t- terrible. What, 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 what is this? The supplemental outside of Aliyah and the SmackDown is terrible. What's going on? Um. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, but speaking of um, speaking of uh, SmackDown, we did have some um, other stuff that um, surrounded the, the draft. Hey, I have a question. Where's Vanessa Bourne? Bring her back. I love her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Speaking, speaking of absolutely yummy, oh, my God. I, I I remember the first time I saw Vanessa Bourne. Okay, oh my God. And, and I, I, we really don't mean to sound creepy on this show. We re- we really are nice guys. We're not internet simp's or whatever the fuck. Okay, we're we're, co- we're college educated. We're good. We're, oh. we're we're good people. I promise you. Um. But but the first time I saw Vanessa Bourne, I was like transfixed. Yeah, I, right. It's like what that 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 time with uh, Alexa Lopez uh, because I recognized her from ROH. Yeah, well, I haven't really um, I haven't really seen her because I haven't watched uh, NXT 2.0 since week one. Okay. So I, I'll have to check out. I believe I I heard um, something about her being put with uh, Legato Del Fantasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that true? Yeah, because uh, that that's why they had B Fab versus Electra Lopez because Hero was in the feud with Legato Del Fantasma. Oh my God! Terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah. So so was that bad? She was so bad. Though. Um. Yeah. Bfab has no business in the ring at this point in time. She needs work. So I don't know why they moved Hitro up. Swerve Scott. He could Im- improve with time, but uh, the, but uh, top dollar. Too yeah, early. Too early. Top, top dollar is not a top dollar uh, draw for uh, for any brand right now. I Ad- Adonis, the Ashanti, whatever his name is, Ashanti, the Adonis. Yeah. He's still trying to figure out what the hell his character is because I don't think anyone knows. So he, yeah, I mean, he needs time on NXT. I mean, I, I, I do, I will say this. I really, really like Swerve Scott. I I think I see big things for him in the future. Um, now whether or not that's with WWE, I don't know. But um, wherever he does end up in the future, if he gets handled correctly, 
which I have no faith in WWE to handle him correctly. Um, especially the fact that he got called up with the rest of Hit Row at this point in time, which was just, you know, that that was dumb fuckery, uh, you know, uh, squared. Um, you know, but but having said that, I am a gigantic fan of of Swerve as an in ring talent for sure. Um, and then and then the only other part that I enjoyed was. Um, was the stuff with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman? Um, because oh prop- did you did, hold on, did you see what backstage Paul Heyman was like? I'm the wise man. It looked like he was actually crying. I'm the wise man, and Roman Reigns just snaps like, "You're the wise man." When I say you're the wise man, yeah. And then um, you know, because because <laughs> Roman Roman was pissed after uh, Brock cut a promo. Um, thanking Paul for making him a free agent to do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and um, and then um, Roman sent Paul away to ensure that the Usos don't get drafted to Raw. Yep. And and then as soon as uh, Heyman left the room, he turns to Jimmy again. Again, go on, go on, go on again. Yeah. Go on. He, he, he turns to Jimmy and Jay and say, you know, if, if you guys get drafted to Raw, make sure you leave him for dead. Damn, another, another, it sounded like Roman Reigns was ordering a mob hit. And I absolutely, <laughs> Roman, Cor- well, it's Roman Corleone. Exactly. <laughs> But that part I really enjoyed. Um, so, but other than that, and look, they, they tried to do this segment with uh, Roman Reigns and Edge, where uh, Roman Reigns where, and Edge, what? Or, or no, I'm sorry, Edge and Seth Rollins, um, where Edge appears in the ring to answer the challenge from uh, Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins isn't coming out after he gets called out by Edge. He appears on the Titantron, and lo and behold, he is at Edge's house in Canada, and he proceeds to make himself comfortable in the house, and he makes fun of his of Edge's daughter's drawings on the wall. He makes himself comfy on the, you know, on this badass looking, uh, you know, chair. Which, uh, which... Uh, uh, let's see this remote. What is this dude? Oh, fireplace. <laughs> 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 but you know, and like, was it was it funny? Did I laugh? Yes, I did. But yeah. but in my opinion, when you run an angle like that, when you're invading somebody's house. And insulting, let alone insulting somebody's family, um, you know that's not a time for jokey joke, ha ha. Actually, Ben, this yeah. isn't this is uh, this isn't really any any different than uh, Randy Orton and Triple H two thousand nine. Remember when Triple H uh, went to Randy Orton's house? Yes, exactly. So this is uh, this is the same thing, except it was funny, but like. Uh, 
that the, there was no payoff. So what is Seth Rollins spending the weekend at Edge's house? I guess. I'm gonna make myself comfortable. Let's have an apple because an apple a day. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, <laughs> that was a that was a little cringe. Now let me ask you a question. It was that really Edge's house? I, I, to me, it looked like he was somewhere backstage. I I don't I don't know I don't know how they how they managed that. I just think that that looked like somewhere backstage or like some. Uh, some house that they had close by. I, I didn't, because I, what I is that, is that is that just gonna take the weekend to drive back up to Canada to go after Seth? Apparently, I don't know. Jeez, I guess we'll wait till Monday. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for uh, SmackDown. Not, not a lot of substance on this show. Oh my god, this show! Um, no, hold on, that is not it. Because let me tell you something: that Carmella the Morgan match was atrocious. That wasn't even a match. That was disgusting. What they did. Oh yeah, with 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 Carmella's mask. That was terrible. That oh, yeah, that was. I, I, you know what? I don't know how this shit gets cleared to appear on TV. I can only, I can only imagine that it's Vince and Bruce trying to live out their childhood fantasies in, at, you know, backstage. I don't know. Like, like you see, you see, the Morgan's like, I'll give you one more match. This time I'm gonna break your face. What? <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like I said on um, the last episode we did, um, where, you know, I want to get behind Liv Morgan, but the way that they book her, it's, it's very difficult. Let me tell you something. You know, how you, you, know, you know how you can tell it's a terrible SmackDown? When, uh-huh. I, when I have put Kevin Owens as one of my lowlights. Yeah, well, um, for me, I'm hoping that Kevin is on his way out of WWE because the last time he did anything that was relevant was the championship match he had against um, Roman Reigns. That was the last time, and that is absolutely disgusting. Terrible. All right, so now that's definitely for SmackDown. Now we're going to move on to Rampage. Yes, sir. And um, and let's see if I can pull this up if my computer cooperates. There you go. Um, so it took place from the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. Yeah, this was a taping. Yeah, it was taped at the same time as Dynamite. Because obviously, we're still in. Uh, we're still in. Um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Brody Lee's hometown. I'm sorry, I was planking. Um, and then we have Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson, and this was very weird because I'm not saying it was a bad match, but. While this match was going on, I happened to be perusing Twitter, and Tony Khan called this match a dream match between Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson, and that made me cock my head like my my, my pug, because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And if 
I'll tell you what, if Charlie wasn't asleep, I would pick him up right now and have him demonstrate to you the pug head to live ben? brain. Ben. Yeah. I'm just um, gonna, I'm sipping away from the computer for a minute. Absolutely. And um yes, step step away from what Tony Khan considers a dream match between um who is largely a tag team competitor in Nick Jackson and um the American dragon Brian Danielson. I'm not saying it was a bad match, but it, you know, it it was it was definitely a stretch to be called a dream match. Um but um next up the elite comes in to beat down um to beat down Danielson, but apparently apparently Danielson has new best friends in the form of Jurassic Express and uh Christian Cage. Oh, but but, but before I'm I'm sorry, how could I how could I forget uh this match? Uh, because th- this review is apparently out of order from what I'm looking at. Uh, I-, I believe the first match of the night was um, was uh, Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy, and that was absolutely tremendous. Sorry, that was uh, Dynamite, not Rampage. Oh, oh, oh! I'm I'm sorry. I'm- I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I took your segment. I'm, my bad. Um, so as I recover from that unfortunate uh, snafu, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have we have Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa. Why is this match taking place? Why are you putting such a phenomenal talent, such as Thunder Rosa in the ring with Jay Cargill and Isla Rose. Now, now look, before people jump all over my ass, let me explain myself here. Jay Cargill... Easy, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, by, no. by the way, it's, it's, it's said like this, now look. Exactly. See, right here on the on the 150th episode, we get the OG catchphrase right here on the show. Thank God. I had to get at least one in there. But, oh my God. You know, Jane Cargill looks like a star. Yes, I, I agree. The woman is built like a million dollars. She's beautiful. I get it. You know, they're trying to build her up as a star. I understand. But in ring wise, she isn't there yet. And then you're going to put her in the ring with Nyla Rose. And say what you want about Nyla Rose, but the last time she did anything of significance was when she put um, Chris Satlander on the shelf for nine months to a fucking year. I, and, know, and, I, and I think it was in there that short, um, like one week thing where apparently they, it looked like they were going to turn her face. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen because that wouldn't have worked. No, that would have been terrible. <laughs> no, no, no one, no one wants to cheer her because no one, they, they, people want fans want to boo her. They don't like her. Exactly, and I, I, you know, I'm not going after her personally. That's a, that's a completely different ball game, and I'm not an asshole. Um, 
But I'm just saying, as a wrestler, she does absolutely nothing for me. And the fact that Thunder Rosa is in this scenario with these two women is just absolutely ridiculous. So you mean to tell me you're going to put her in the ring with the same woman that shattered Chris Statlander's knee when she landed on her? If anything happens to my blessed Thunder Rosa, I love that woman. I, I have I have to tell you she she gives she gives Becky Lynch some competition for fuck's sake. If anything happens to her, I swear to God, my meltdown on this show will be fucking biblical in nature. Um, I, I just I don't I don't understand this and, whole scenario. And yes, I, I, I have a, I have a question. What do you think of Serena Deep? I, I really like her. Okay. Now, on the other show, they called her a, a grandma. Well who, well, who called her that? Uh, pretty much uh, both. Well, they can go fuck themselves. Whoever told, whoever said that about Serena Deeb can go fuck themselves because her and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I like Serenity. Yeah, and and Ruby uh, Soho. Those four women are the only women that have any business um, being on on this roster at that level. Ben, are, are you a fan of Rant of the group Ranted? Y- yes. Have you heard their song Ruby Soho? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Rances. I've never heard, really heard a lot of their stuff, but I, yeah, I heard that song. Yeah, and, um, and it was really cool because um, speaking of, of that and the whole Ruby Soho connection, I, um, I recently watched a, a clip from a podcast where uh, Lars Fredrickson was interviewing um, – Ruby Soho, and you can actually hear where he pitched the idea for her to take the name and the song. Oh wow! Okay. And and the the legitimate emotion that you can see across the face of of uh, Ruby Soho at that particular point. Wow. It, it was it was honestly touching. You you, you could see just how much that meant to her. And it was, it was really cool because, you know, Lars Fredrickson is one, he's incredibly talented. Um, but two, he's not one of those, one of the celebrities that just shows up on, on WWE and does absolutely nothing like Logan Paul and Jake Paul and whoever the yeah. fuck else. You know, I would, I, I actually wouldn't mind having large treasuries and show up on AEW or something because the way that he was speaking and the way that that his fellow co-hosts were speaking, you could tell that he that he is a legitimate wrestling fan, and I think to be able to do that for um, Ruby Soho and really. Um, help reinvigorate her career in AEW. Obviously, she did that for for herself. But the fact that the fact that Laura Sturgeon was so cool and so um, down to earth 
and is honestly wanting to help her. Um, I, I got a real, um, I got a real thrill out of watching that clip. Um, so yeah, there, there's that, that was, that was definitely a highlight. And then, um, so getting back to Rampage, we have, we have, um, hold on. What the hell? And this, this main event was fucking terrible I hated this main event this had no business whatsoever goddamn ever being on TV let alone a main event well, let me see what you're talking about here a hair versus hair match bro oh oh <laughs> go on yeah yeah okay go on a hair versus hair match between Jack Evans and Orange Cassidy. I didn't know that this was a main event. Wow. Oh my <laughs> fucking Christ. Get it off my TV now. First of all, the Hardy family office, and I love Matt Hardy. Don't get me wrong, I have a fondness for him. This Hardy family office business is terrible. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It is an automatic bathroom break. Big money, Matt, sucks. I'm sorry. He can pull off almost any gimmick. He cannot pull this off. And even if even if I could say he was decent, which, okay, that argument can be made because he's Matt fucking Hardy. Can someone explain to me what the fuck he is doing with Jack Evans? I mean, good God. He, I mean, he was good in his day, don't get me wrong. Um, but nowadays, he is the Botchmaster 5000. I swear to God, every single match of his sucks. And somebody needs to explain to me why they have Orange Cassidy, who believe it, who believe it or not, and I understand that he's a comedy gimmick, so don't get it twisted. I understand that. But and I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan either. I know, strike me dead. I understand, but the hands in the pockets and the fucking thumbs up and shit. I I don't I don't understand it. You know what? Um, we we were talking about this on Monday night. We were discussing like uh, wrestlers of today of uh, today, 2021, and if they would would have if they their character would have worked in. Like the seventies or eighties, right. and Orange Orange Cassidy was one of them. And we were saying the guy is, can wrestle; he's talented, but it's just I, we don't get the whole gimmick, the hands in the pocket, thumbs up thing. Oh no! I mean, he is freakishly athletic. The fact that he can do what he does with his hands in his pockets—trust me, I'm not knocking that. I, I I find that terrifying and spectacular how he dives through the ropes. <laughs> And he doesn't kill himself. How do you do that? So that you have my utmost respect and admiration. Please don't kill yourself. I I get that. But but I'm just I'm just saying the gimmick sucks. Yeah, I don't like the gimmick. I just and I'll tell you what, this main event, I I have not I have very rarely and it's very rare that I will I would say this about any company that isn't WWE, but I have never been less invested in a main event segment than I was there. 
Jack Evans said a made event. What what is going on? Seriously, as soon as it was over, I I turned because I what I'll be honest with you, Elio. I wanted to go to sleep before um, Rampage got started because I had to get up early this morning. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, I had that you know that six hour um, commitment today. Um, it it was it was actually very fun. Um, you know, we it, it it was a very relaxing thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, so I wanted to go to bed early. I'm like, no, I'm like, let me just finish this because if I don't, I'm gonna have to watch it tomorrow, and I don't want to do that because I already have this going on. You know, and I, I knew I wanted to be sharp as shit for our, did we say it's our 150th episode, people? I am so fucking pumped up about that. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us this long, and we hope to God you're enjoying the show. Um, But, you know, this, speaking of enjoying the show, Jack Evans versus, versus Orange Cassie in a main event match. What the fuck is going on? This, you know... You know, I, I I would give I would give WWE shit if they put on a match like this, and I do. So out of fairness, I have to give the same amount of shit to uh, to AEW for this. You know, there are there's plenty that AEW does that I love and admire, and I I'm all over it. And unfortunately, I have to order the replay of um, of Full Gear because I will not be in town when that actually happens. But it, Thank God this isn't actually the lead up to a pay per view because if it was, this was a gigantic uh, swing and a miss. You no, know, the the weekly race. We have five shows going. Okay. Yeah. This week, all of us picked Monday Night Raw as the winner of the show, of the for the for this week. I I would agree. I I would agree because AEW was. Not that great. SmackDown. Rampage <laughs> was crap. And you know, and SmackDown is typically the show that's gonna take the number one spot. NXT. Well, I'll take that back, actually. AEW is typically the, the show that's gonna take the number one spot for me. Um, followed up by SmackDown, and then the rest of it is just you know, down in down in the sewers with Pennywise the clown, <laughs> okay. uh, and and I I swear to God I wish you, you know what you know what we talk about dream matches. You, you want to know what, what a dream match for me is? I want to do a handicap match with Jason and Michael Myers versus Pennywise. No, I'm wrong. Go on. Well, no. Well, you 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 we're on the, we're on the same wavelength here, but check this out. So I want I want to book Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard in a handicap match against Pennywise the Clown, and just <laughs> and just watch watch Penny, Pennywise beat the shit out of him, dragging down to the sewers. We all float down here, baby, and you know, and just bye bye Vince and bye bye Bruce. That. Would be the perfect holiday gift. No, wait, wait, wait. I, I have a I have better. A three on one. Put Kevin Dunn in there as well. 
So uh, first of all, um, you like stories, like history stories. So what you want to look at is ProWrestlingStories.com. They have a lot of great articles there. They have the WBF versus USWA angle that we talked about, the Nick Memphis uh, storyline. They had um, they had a behind the scenes story on uh, the Rock versus Hogan from WrestleMania 18. They had an article on Rick Rude. Oh, so yeah. that's on ProWrestlingStories.com. Okay, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely check that out. All right, now before we close the show out, we're gonna go through twenty tunes for wrestling roulette. Absolutely. And the way this works, I play five seconds of the tune. My co-host tries to guess whose entrance theme it is. Okay. So let me just uh, get the playlist here. Cue the Jeopardy theme. All right. You should have had this shit prepared already. <laughs> oh, it's hard. no, it's no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just messing with you because I feel like being a heel for five seconds on our, on our All legendary right. show. So, give me a minute here. I'm just gonna set up the first one. All right, Ben, are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, so. Here's your first track. I I didn't hear that. Okay. You, oh, let, that? Me, let me let me turn the volume up. I'm I'm sorry. No, I I had to turn the volume up as well. Ivan Koloff. You're close. It is a Russian. Um, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Okay, well, you'll give me that one. That, okay, I, yeah, that one I'll, I'll give you that one because you were you had it right. It was it was a Russian. Okay. All right, here we go. You, you had to turn it up oil. I have no idea. Kenny Omega. Oh man. Okay, next one. So that's one and one, right? So now we that's the second one we've had. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, play it again. Oh, uh, fuck. 
I'm gonna be kicking myself for this one. Um, it's a WCW wrestler. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Hugh Morris. <laughs> we don't like Bill Demont on this show. Turn it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. This one is Aaliyah James. Who is that? I have no idea. I wonder if this is an ROH theme. We're not going to count that one. All right, that one doesn't count because we don't really have any ROH themes. So how many uh, did we do? That's still three. No, yeah, that's Great American Bash theme. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna let me play it again because it doesn't really do anything until like four seconds in. Um. I have no idea. That is Sting's WWE theme. Out from the shadows. Wow. Karma? Nope. This is... Nothing. No. Liv Morgan. Jeez. Uh, no. oh, uh, that sucks. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one up. No, that's a SmackDown theme. Play it again. Play it again. Is that Diesel? No. It, it is the Mexicos. Oh, fuck. I, I hated the Mexicos. That was a very racist gimmick. All right, next up. I thought I'd be better at this. I I really don't know. Damien Priest. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. I should have known that one. Uh, 
Turn it up a little. I couldn't hear that one. Yeah, no idea. I suck at this tonight. That is Pox AEW theme. Well, oh. Okay, so what, what are we up to? We'll, we'll call that 10. This, this sucks. Uh, play it one more time. Oh, I have no idea. Evan Bourne. Oh boy. Um Is that Eric Rowan? No, it is not. Luke Harper? Nope. Oh boo. It is AJ Styles' impact theme. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Remember when he he had the, the when he was uh he became the I guess a lone wolf type character like. Oh, that's that that's such a chip. He he has a very distinct theme. Like what the fuck? You don't, right. remember, you don't remember him coming out to this theme? No. This is evil ways. Remember the aces and ace crap that he was involved with? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, now, yeah. One more time. I recognize it, but I do. What is it? That is Cesaro. Oh, duh. Okay. What the fuck? That's a... <laughs> That's the... That sounds like Husky Harris or something. <laughs> <laughs> It is an ECW theme. Oh, fuck right off. Um, just tell me. <laughs> All right, this is the Pitbulls. Yeah, there's no way I would have got that. This sucks. We're going to have to increase this to 10 seconds because I'm not getting anything distinctive. All right, you know what? You know what? We're going to do that. We're going to increase it to 10 seconds. Okay. All right. We're starting with this one. Oh, 
Look at play it one more time. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah I don't know. Retribution. <laughs> yeah. Do that to Deezer, not to me. I I didn't put this. So I didn't pick this song. It's an expert list. Oh Lord. What are okay. we up to? What are we up to? We'll, oh, okay, we'll call that uh, fifteen. We're not doing very well here, people. That's okay. It's it's a fun. This that's part of the fun. Are you ready? Yes. Tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? DX. But, but uh, let him play the full 10 because if you answer right away, you won't be able to hear it. Okay. Wait. No, I do that one. That's uh, Antonio Noki's theme. All right. This one, you This one, you Honky Tonk Man. So that's 16, I believe. Yeah. Well, yes, this podcast is perfection, but you know, we have to we have to learn the song out to Dolph Saber again. <laughs> yeah, so we go. He gets he gets an extra spotlight on this show because WWE doesn't do shit with him. <laughs> Say Yokozuna. Yokozuna, yes. So we are up to eighteen. Yes, sir. Two more. All right. Oh my God. I I am absolutely going to bash my head into the wall because I should know this one. Yes, he's already smiling, getting ready to laugh at me. Who is it? It is an NXT NXT star. It's Dakota Kai. I completely suck, and I must publicly apologize to Dakota Kai because she's one of my favorites. All right, last one for the night. Are you ready? Yeah. Play it one more time for me. Is that Tiger Ali saying? No, it is not. It is the Iron Sheep. 
Oh shit. Alright. Well I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get eviscerated for that mistake. Alright. Alright, uh, that is uh 20 tracks on the wrestling roulette. Ben, right. uh, we didn't do it that great this week, but there's next week. Absolutely. So we must redeem ourselves next week. Well, I, I I I'll tell you what. When I play this on the other show, I do terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, but now, now let me ask you this: so when I play the music, does it start out clear and then it cuts out? No, it, it starts out like I can't hear it, and then I'll pick something up later. Okay, because, and I'll tell you that off air um, where, where I'm going with that. But uh, fans, this has been episode 150. I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, people. Thank you for enjoying 150 candles with us, and we hope you enjoy the cake. That was the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Colossal we come, these renegades in the ring. Where the